Hello friends, I'm Amanda Barr. And I'm Rebecca Lou Brennan, and welcome to Dance Principles United, the podcast. Together, we are passionate about helping studio owners with the business of running their studio. Join us as we talk everything from marketing systems, studio culture, motherhood, life, and everything in between. This is the Dance Principles United podcast. Hi friends and welcome to the Dance Principles United podcast. We are so excited you've joined us today. Nathan and I are sitting on a lovely balcony um, in Thailand having an amazing time and it's so good to be chatting to you again this week. It sure is. I hope everybody's had a great week so far and we're excited to talk today about automations. Mm. One of my favourite topics. Mm. So this is Nate's idea for a podcast and those of you who uh, know Nathan know you know, um, that he is a systems man, he's a mass man, he's a numbers man. He loves a good automation. Absolutely. <laughs> sometimes to my detriment, sometimes to our detriment. Sometimes I go down like little rabbit holes and end up, you know, a long way from where I was meant to be. <laughs> Most definitely. And this is actually Nathan's idea um, for a podcast because Shokara, the man that loves a good automation, loves a good system, wanted to chat today about you know that automations are amazing in our studios, but they are not a be all and end all by any stretch of the imagination. And they have a place, but so does the human touch, right? Absolutely, and I think it's about finding balance. What I'm seeing some studio owners do or even want is a fully automated, autom- like automated process for let's say like our enrollments and inquiry systems. Mm. And they're expecting to be able to find a system out there where every single student or lead that comes in the door ends up automatically booked and enrolled in our classes without us lifting a finger. Just gonna sit back and have their mojito, you know, enjoy life on the deck and just have all these students rock up because they've worked out this amazing, um, you know, website with all these automated enrollment systems. Yeah, and it's just not the case for Look, even even sometimes quite large businesses, but especially us as dance studios, we know we're small businesses and small businesses require an element of human interaction, human touch as well. That's what, at the end of the day, that's what a lot of people are coming to a dance studio for, is that community and connection. Yeah, absolutely. So before we jump into that, you know, we wanted to talk about, you know, what the automation process that we're seeing a lot of studios, you know, ask for. Um, and you know we've been seeing it on you know Facebook groups and um, you know in things and you know I think some studios think that having this magic pill, having this um, incredible automated process where you know that they people have a Facebook ad, they um, go to the website to put in the trial form, the um, info pack gets automatically sent to them. You know, yep. it um, automatically books them into, um, you know, the trial next Wednesday at 4 p.m. It sends them the reminder text. You know, it uh, sends them their invoice if needed. It does all the things. I think a lot of people are looking um, for a software that does that. Yes. And I think that's, you know, um, a great idea, right? But the reality of that is that doesn't always work and it's not a magic pill. No, and it's for something, you know, we know that dance studios and a dance enrollment's got so many different moving parts, so many different variables. 
You know, it could be a preschool student looking for their first ever dance class. It could be you know, a year three or four student who's just looking to start comp teams. It could be a, a um, very experienced dancer who's a high level solo student looking to come across for everything comps, solos and in between. There's just so many different types of students that are going to be coming into our dance studios that we're never going to be able to find a fully automated system or procedure that's going to be able to cater to all of those different types of people mm. unless we're willing to spend we're talking about like six figure like hundreds of thousands of dollars on systems <laughs> which a dance which studio does definitely not have right no uh not even close and you know like talking about that incredible amazing system that would be you know if you were to you know sit in your head and devise the perfect system so that you could sit back and you know i joked about drinking the mojitos but focus on teaching the class for example yes. or whatever that was and that you know you had these new students trialing every single week you know i don't think even in our heads we could ever possibly design something that is foolproof no. um, and that we can actually implement and have the time the money the manpower all of those things to implement but more importantly like we'd like to talk about, that's not what our clients want, right? No, absolutely. You know, I, it's so not what they want. And because, yeah, at Dance Sensations, like I, not a, I know a lot of dance studio owners have, you know, there is a way often for a potential client to get to our website, follow the steps that we want, and book in for that trial class. Absolutely. Without having any sort of interaction with us. There is that possibility, and like I said, we definitely had that set up, a lot of studios do, but at the end of the day, I know because I'm a big maths and stats nerd and I follow our, um, I always followed our data really closely, that out of all the inquiries and leads that we had, for every, say, 10 leads that would come in, we would be lucky to have one or two that would get to that book trial stage going through that without talking to us, basically. Without with needing, the automation alone. Exactly, Is with the automation alone, yeah, without yeah. having any sort of human interaction or human touch. Yeah, absolutely. And we know that people come to a dance studio, not always for dance, right? Dance is usually, you know, the, it's part of the reason they join for sure, but usually they're joining for community, for connection, for all of those things. And people don't want to feel like just a number. You know, it doesn't align with what they're selling. People want that human touch. You know, people so want to um, be able to chat to someone. They want to tell you that little Susie absolutely loves Emma Wiggle. They want to tell you about that or that their um, little boy is feeling a little bit nervous about starting dance because he's worried about how it's going to be perceived in the schoolyard or whatever it yep. is. There's so much human connection that needs to be involved in yeah. there. Yeah, and so many little, like... Yeah, little stories, like you said, like that, you know, maybe they're doing dance because their aunt who they absolutely idolise and looks up to as a dancer or so, whatever it is, being able to, um, yeah, being able to build that rapport and that connection. Um, yeah, we always used to have it because we had um, a really great enrolment process um, where we could, you know, leave notes for each other because, you know, we were a very big studio and we had lots of staff that were dealing with um, new inquiries and new enrolments at different different um, ways and points along their journey is that, you know, when Cara would take the phone call, for example, and hear about the aunt that was the amazing dancer, um, then that information got passed on to Beth, who would often be their point of contact when they walked into the studio. And Beth could see that and say, oh, oh yeah, you're here. I hear that your aunt's an amazing dancer. 
and things like that and having that personal connection and those personal sort of touch points all the way through the journey made such a difference. Oh, absolutely. You know, it helps build that relationship and builds that rapport because people, you know, that's what they want. That's what they want from that community. That's what they want from that connection. And they don't want to just feel like a number that doesn't align with what we're doing in our studios, right? Like we all hate those automated chat bots. Oh my God, like how annoying are those automated messages from Telstra or those automated chat bots on the Qantas website? We did that we the other day. Like, had that oh the other God. day. They just like, they changed our, one of our connecting flights anyway, big mess. They canceled a flight and tried to put us on a new one um, that what was it? The, the new flight actually departed before our connecting flight landed. So either they've invented time travel or they've completely stuffed up. But one of those things that happens, I go onto the automated chatbot that they direct me to, to try and solve the problem. And it was just so obvious that I was talking to a computer that had no idea what they were doing and couldn't even close to solve the problem which just leads to me as a customer mm. being frustrated and feeling very undervalued. 100%, and you've all been in that situation before, right? There's nothing worse than those chatbots that don't understand what you're trying to say. And sometimes they pretend to be a person, right? You know, like they have the little picture of a person and they're like, hi, it's Jessica here, I'm here to help you. And they have no idea what you're saying, there's no context and like, you know, if Qantas can't get it right, if all of those other big companies can't get it right, there is no way our dance studio can, yep. you know, and... Qantas would be literally spending millions of dollars per oh. year on their systems. And if, if, a, if a company that's spending that sort of, you know, has that, so those, that amount of resources um, at their disposal can't get it right, we can't expect our dance studios to, oh, nor do we 100%. want them to, to be honest. And nor do we want them to, because people come to small business um, because they want to have that human connection. They want to know the owner, they want to um, support local, they want to do all those things, right? So, you know, don't try and be Qantas, don't try and be Telstra, be different, stand out from the crowd and offer incredible personalized service. Um, you know, and that is what will make your studio so, so successful. In saying all of that though, right, it doesn't mean that we don't love a good automation in our 100%. studio. And I think there's 100% a um, the right place for them. And like, how do you think, Nath, like, you know, how do you think, how do you see automations like the ones we were talking about, you know, for that trial to enrollment kind of process? How do you see that kind of like playing out in a studio and where's its place? Absolutely. So there's always those, yeah, and we know so many studios have even like the most simple automation. You know, when you when somebody sends an inquiry through your website, pretty much every studio that I've ever chatted to really, the person that's filled in that form gets an automated email. That's the first step, right? Mm. Thanks Sometimes so much. with a downloadable exactly. info pack or whatever. Yeah. yeah, thanks so much for reaching out to us. Thanks so much for reaching out, for filling in the information. So yeah, obviously that's an automation that so many people have, um, have already got in place. Now, you know, then there's also like, a really good enrollment system, whether it's automated or somebody still doing it manually, might have something, you know, two or three days later, checking, has that person actually got back to us? Mm. We sent them that thing with the information. And have, like, click here to book your trial or something exactly. along those lines, yeah. And then being able to follow up, oh, have they actually reached out to us or not? Mm. Now, you know, obviously um, lots of studios um, will do that manually. Unfortunately, we see a lot of studios as well that don't ever follow it up 
and let that sort of lead sort of fade away into nothing. Yeah. Um, there are some systems that have a little automation after that to then maybe either prompt us or send another little SMS message or another follow-up email three days later saying, hey, we noticed you haven't enrolled yet. Is there anything we can help you with? So sometimes like a little automation around something like that can be super handy to yeah. number one, prompt the customer again, and number two, prompt us or our staff again to, to get back in contact with them and be chasing up that lead a bit more. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, our big thing is that automations should be there. Yes. There's no doubt they make um, life for a studio owner, for your admin team, or for you if you're doing it all yourself, um, so much easier. But they're not the only way, right? No. They help some people, but you still need to push more people through. Like you were saying before about the numbers that we've had previously. Yeah, absolutely. Something so, you know, Cara um, at DS was our management, our enrollment coordinator. And she would always say sometimes that, you know, she might need to reach out to somebody or have 10 points of contact with a lead before they would get booked into mm. a trial class, right? Now, out of those 10 points of contact, they'd be through email and SMS. We would have maybe four of those automated, right? Four of those 10 touch points might have been automated, but the other six were Cara or one of the other team reaching out manually, whether it be sending an SMS from our system, if they'd reached out on Facebook, getting back to them on Facebook, mm. we have their email address, so it's sending a little follow-up email maybe. But within that system, there's a balance between the automations that are going out to reduce that workload, you know, reducing what, 40% of that workload, yep. and then the rest of it that comes back onto us. Yeah, absolutely. So you see automations in our studio as a way to reduce our workload, basically, is that right? Reduce the workload, um, hopefully get, you know, as you said, maybe 40% of the people through yes. and only have to work on the last 60% manually. Is that kind of what you see? Absolutely, that, that sort of split, you know, somewhere 40, 60 or 50, 50, but around that. But th those sorts of numbers over a whole year and over all the inquiries and things that come in, add up to a massive chunk of like labor saved, mm -hmm. which is massive cost savings in yep. our studio, right? Yeah, so automations totally have a place. It's about not just relying on them solely. It's 100%. reducing the workload. It's you know helping them get that 40 or 50%. And then you only have to manually chase the other 60, 50%, depending on yep. what that number is, um, yourself, um, to make sure you see that growth in your studio, right? Because yes. you don't want to just like, you know, just forget about that other percent, oh, that other half. Without doubt. You know, you want to chase them manually, but at least those automations will take some of that work off you. 100%. And they help us, um, you know, within the workflow that we had set up, they help us see, would always help us see where our leads are in the process as well. Mm. That was super, super important. And then, you know, other automations that we had in place, because, you know, getting somebody booked in for the trial quite often is only half the battle. Yeah. Right? Um, we see... Then getting them to show up to the trial. Yes. Right? <laughs> absolutely. And again, you know, in an ideal world, every single trial student that would be booked in would get an SMS reminder 24 hours before their class starts or yep. the morning that their class is on or something like that because we know that sending that message increases their likelihood of turning up and we were always super confident once they turned up and attended that trial we were like 95% plus chance of converting them into the class. Yeah, absolutely. So we needed to make sure that that um, SMS went out 
And that was something that we were able to automate, mm -hmm. which is great. Take that workload off, right? Yes, exactly. But not let it replace that human connection that we're having still having to chase uh, a very large percentage of people still yes. to make sure that we're getting all of those leads, you know, turning them into students, which is what we need um, for sure, and also not get spending too much time. So what we're kind of urging you to do today is not get bogged down in the automation process. Mm -hmm. You know, have automations to make your life easier, but don't rely on them um, solely. Make sure there's still a human element and you know, think about the automations, not to do the job for you, but just to save your workload. Exactly, to, to, to help you, to help you mm. be more efficient, to help you free up, whether it's you or your staff's time, to then um, work on other more important, or not more important, sorry, but other areas of your business as well to help grow it. Absolutely. Hopefully that kind of um, helps, you know, uh, talk, you know, like understand, helps you understand, I guess, you know, where automations can work for your business, or perhaps it makes you think, hey, you know what, I'm just starting out, I'm small, I don't need automations, I'm just gonna do it myself, because sometimes that's what people need to. So just depending on where you are in your studio journey, um, if you have any questions about automations or systems, we would love to hear from you. Please reach out to us um, on our Instagram, Dance Principles United. We'd love to hear your thoughts on that and where you're currently sitting on automations. Absolutely. Um, it's something that I could chat about for hours and hours <laughs> and hours. So if you have any questions at all, would love to hear from you on the socials. Can't wait to see you next week. Bye. Bye.